Hello and welcome to Football Gentron, a podcast dedicated to Armenian football. Joining me today, we have the usual suspects in Chadens, Armen, and Tito. Uh, but today we're going to be joined uh, by a special guest uh, for an interview. But first, let's get into some news. The Armenian Cup final is set. Arara Yerevan edged out Arara Armenia 3-2 and Alashkert dispatched FC Noa 4-2. And they will be meeting now in the VBET Armenian Cup final to take place on May 15th. Guys, these four teams were the four teams that are currently at the top of the table. But was it a little bit surprising to you guys as it was to me that the teams that are a lot shinier and newer and have a lot more money didn't make it to the final this year? Yeah, it's it's surprising. I was hoping Noah to be at the final. Me too, but I think I think uh, Alashkit completely outplayed them, especially in that second game. It was in it was not even a contest. <laughs> Armin, do you have any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I wasn't as surprised with Alashkit, honestly, but maybe with Ararat Yerevan, like. On their first season with a new team, already shining, already getting to the like top places in both league and cup, that was the surprise for me. Well, well, let's move on to some other good news that we have. Chadens, we have some uh, some good young guys coming up, right? What's the latest? We've got massive news uh, on our 19-year-old striker Gorman Velian signing his first pro contract. Uh, Nanteux FC already stated that he's he's going to represent uh, Armenian national team very, very soon. And currently he's training with the second squad, but is eligible to future in League One. So Nanteux currently has nine strikers on their first team, many of which have been previously loaned by the club to leagues like England, Switzerland and Belgium. Uh, that is in itself already would be a win-win for every party involved. Gore, Nante, and uh, the national team. And also we've got a 22-year-old uh, goalkeeper, Varujanova Nisian, who signed his first pro contract with Rayo Vallecano in Spain. Also, uh, he's going to be training with the second team. And considering that there are four goalkeepers before him in the first team, uh, which includes the Macedonian national team starter Dmitrievsky and Luka Zidane, uh, the possibility exists for him to go on, which is something that Rayo is quite used to doing. And so, Tito has very big news, but not confirmed news. Really big, great news. In, it's about a transfer rumor. Our captain, Henrik Mejitarian, is said to be offered a big money salary by Juventus seeing he's most likely becoming a free agent by the end of the season. Although he's also said to be getting a formal renewal offer from Roma pretty soon. But something big for us. I think I think he was strongly considering staying at Roma until the first leg semifinal against Manchester United the other day. <laughs> I think I think he had his heart set. I think he was like, okay, cool, you know what, I'll stay at Roma. But from what I read this morning, uh, he wants to play Champions League, and he's obviously not getting any younger. And Beautiful. so it seems like maybe this Juve move might actually happen. We'll Even see. if he plays little minutes, it's going to be and, big And, you know, we knew, I mean, said and done, right? On the previous episode, we were talking about Roma, and I literally said Roma's defense is literally the definition of shaky. And said and done, Roma... Got six goals scored on them. I mean, maybe the ref helped a little bit, but Manchester United were already doing merits of their own. <laughs> and uh, I, I honestly would love to see Heno being coached by Pirlo. <laughs> He's my idol. Mm. So, yeah, I, but we also had other rumors. Yeah, we did. And, Go ahead, and, and, and this one is a little more underappreciated for me in my opinion, because he's, of course, not Mkhitaryan, but Haik Musakhanyan, remember this name, guys. Uh, he's a 23-year-old midfielder, defensive midfielder, by the way, that plays in currently in, in Belarus, but he's been doing so well, so good in the Belarusian Premier League 
that he has now gotten confirmed offers from Bulgaria, Romania, and Slovenia, as officially reported, for instance, by Bivaro News. So, yeah, I would uh, from time to time joke that Musahanian will be the next uh, Armenian Busquets because he's very tall, defensive midfielder, and, uh, and yeah, uh, but if the move takes place, like, uh, for, for instance, to some mid-table Romanian team, maybe it's not going to be as much of a pun anymore. I mean, the, players, the player himself, himself uh, Hike, has said that he's basically moving. So, hey, Mr. Levon Bajajian, ambassador of the Armenian Football Federation in Europe, here's a phone call for you. Pick it up. He would be a great addition for the national team. What do you guys think about this? You know what? I think it depends on what club he goes to, but uh, but like we say a lot, anything as west west of Armenia, if if you can yeah. go west of Armenia, it's preferred. So I I would welcome it personally. Uh, yeah, and Romania is it's a pretty big league. Even if he goes to some low table side. And Slovenia is already like uh, a transition to Italy uh, or to the other Western European countries. I don't know. What about the rest of you guys? I think it'll be dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's one of those game changers for for like uh, when you need to stabilize the mid the, the the deep midfielder. He would be a great addition, in my opinion, like technically. I believe personally that he is a, a little off physically, but uh, yeah, a little. Uh, he's a little off physically and needs to improve his, uh, his speed, his stamina, and on that aspect. But technically and, and, and skill sets and uh, IQ, he's a great player. All right. That's okay. it for breaking news. <laughs> well, let's move on to today's main topic. Joining us today is the rising star of Armenian football, a 20-year-old midfielder from Glendale, California. She may go to slow, but on the field, she has the pace. The midfield engineer, her football skills can only be matched by her meme-making abilities. San Luis Obispo ASA president, women national team number 16 for our 16th episode... Rita Grigorian, how are you? <laughs> Hello, I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. I think this podcast is amazing. <laughs> I just found out more about it, and I'm just so happy to talk to you guys. We're we're very excited to talk to you. Uh, we just, for us, we just we love talking about it. So we figured might as well hit record and throw it out there. If someone listens to it, great. If they don't. Whatever. Um, well, let's just start with some of the basics. Um, what was the experience of growing up as an Armenian diasporan in the center of Armenian life in the Western world? Um, well, for me, I didn't really realize that I was in a totally Armenian community until I had to to slow, which is very white and there's not a lot of Armenians. So I definitely had culture shock when I went over there. But so when I did go over there, I finally realized, yeah, I was basically living in a little Armenia in Glendale. So I appreciated it more. And I don't know, it's just good to have Armenians around you. That's, that's something I took for granted. And now I don't because I had that experience. So yeah, I love it. Did you find that adaptation like really hard? Because I know a lot of people, a lot of Armenians, whenever they move away for school, like you just said, that culture shock sets in. But was it difficult for you or were you able to adapt? You know what? In the beginning, it was it was just weird that I couldn't speak Armenian to my friends and there wasn't Armenians around me. But like I started teaching Armenian to my friends that weren't Armenian. And my whole dorm eventually, like, they knew me as the Armenian. I was just the Armenian, and then I kind of grew ASA, so we kind of just created our own Armenian community with what we had. So 
that's how I cope with <laughs> culture shock. By making everyone else Armenian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All right, uh, Chadens, go ahead. When did that? Uh, when when did that lead you to get into football? Like when was it? The, you felt like it was a time to start playing football. Um, so I started playing um, when I was five with just AYSO. So like with little kids, my parents were keeping me busy, you know. And then my little brother started playing at an Armenian club here in Glenda. And then I would go play on the side once in a while. And then their coach saw me and was like, just put her in the club. So I would train with the boys for a few years while I was in middle school. Up until throughout high school, I was training with the boys club team. So, and I think that's what helped me a lot, like, to get ahead in that. So, yeah, I was playing with them, and then I played in high school. And then somehow, I'll tell you about how <laughs> I got to Armenia eventually through that. <laughs> uh, was We're very curious here on this podcast because, obviously, there's not that much information that comes from Armenia to here, uh, and even in Armenian, and not hardly any in English. But so we, we kind of want to know a little bit more about that process. Like, how did they like just randomly call you? Did someone like DM you on Instagram? How did that happen? Like, <laughs> how did the how did the Federation like find Rita? How did... Okay, so this is a very funny Armenian story that I don't know oh, if the other boy. players would have experienced this because okay let me just tell you so basically freshman year of high school I was just playing for my high school and my club and I went to Armenia that summer to visit my grandma okay (laughs) and then I was there all summer so three months I was there and I was getting like kind of nervous I was like I'm getting out of shape I need to like start training so that I can go back and play good for like my high school you know and my club so my grandma was like okay my neighbor knows someone who knows a women's team okay so the next day we talked to her neighbor and she a field to go to and I went there I was 14 at the time I went there I practiced with this team of girls and I really liked them. And then at the end of practice, the coach was like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is the U-17 national team. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like, my mind was blown. And then so they ended up liking me that summer, and they called me up for the youth team. So I played with U-17 and then U-19 all throughout high school. So that's how I met them. <laughs> That is a very, very interesting story. (laughs) Well, let's get into a little bit forward thinking. Considering where you are right now in your football life, you just made your debut for the national team. You guys played in the R Game Friendly Tournament. Where would you want to be in five to ten years' time? Like, what's your, like, career goal at at the club level? Um, Well, for me... I know it's like for most people it's more important their professional career is the most important and then national team might be something on the side since they're not always training together and that's not the team they're getting paid to play for and things like that but for me since I'm not on a professional club right now and even when I was playing club it like I was playing there so that I could get ready for the national team. So for me, that's the most important because it's like you're representing your nation against other nations. And for me, that's the highest level. So in five years time, I'm hoping that we would have qualified for the World Cup games. And yeah, (laughs) yeah, by then we'll be playing qualifiers for the european championships so just yeah raising our rank because we don't get a lot of attention as you said but i think something is cooking up here for real and (laughs) people are gonna want to keep their eye on it for sure 
Uh, that's nice. Uh, I think that that's um, what unites uh, all of us in here. The the Armenian. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how to say. Armenian it. football. Armenian no, football. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like I don't a want to say. Yeah. Yeah, just being Armenian. Armenian. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, a very Armenian yeah. thing. To be honest. <laughs> okay, so moving on to a much more general question about football. Do you have any pregame uh, rituals or anything like that? Um, I used to listen to Eminem every single bus ride <laughs> to the games. Awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> that, I mean, that's pretty much it. I. Em yeah. In high school, my my I played tennis, and my doubles tennis partner would literally listen to "Till I Collapse" on the yeah. bus loud every <laughs> single away game. So I totally get it. I totally no, get no, that. no. It, it's like that. It's like that. If you don't do the same thing that you do always, you lose. That's that's life. Very <laughs> 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 consistency. Yeah. Uh, we know you're a proud football. Armenian like all of us here at Football Gentron, and you have obviously chosen Armenia either way, sooner or later. But has there ever been interest in you by the United States uh, women's national team or maybe youth national team? Um, No. And, well, they haven't reached out to me, first of all, but I always, uh. <laughs> every single year when I was in high school and I would come play over here, I would tell my coach, It doesn't matter who asked me to come play for them. I don't care if U.S. tries to recruit me. Mm -hmm. I was like, I will always come play for Armenia. And at that time, yeah, yeah that was a time where um, there wasn't the senior national team, right? It was just mm -hmm. the youth national team. And we weren't funded that great. And we weren't, you know, we weren't winning games or anything. Like, it was definitely a struggle. But that's the struggle that eventually build everything right so like even at that time I was like there's no way I would ever go anywhere else this is my team this is my country this is my coach <laughs> that's that's amazing that's seriously that's beautiful I mean and and now you've made your day your national team debut at, for Armenia at like what are you 20 years old yeah at 20. that's Crazy! That's a perfect age to make a national team debut. I mean, last month we saw you play the the FIFA R team tournament. Uh, yeah, not last month. Uh, hosted in our beautiful Yerevan. And when when and how were you first approached by the FFA? Okay, so they most of them already knew me because I played on the youth team, but I didn't play for a couple years because. My senior year, I tore my ACL, so I had to get surgery, and I had to come back from that. And then there was, like, a point where I didn't know if I would yeah. be coming back. So they yeah, and, basically... And, yeah, sorry, what? And, and you got injured, and uh, how was that? I mean, was it bad? Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> Cause, how long, well, it how long nice. did it take to recover? Um, for ACL, it takes six months until you can, like, start jogging again, running, and then, so, they recommend a full year before you're actually playing on the field. So, yeah, it was definitely tough, and I didn't know, like, I felt like I was getting left behind. That's the thing that most people feel when they're injured on their team, so, and it was my senior year, so I didn't really know where would I go after that? Would colleges like be open to recruiting me if I'm not playing for a year? So I didn't play for a while until basically when Corona started, um, someone from the Federation reached out to me and was like, we're going to be playing. Like, can you play? And I was like, I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to play. So that's how I got here. <laughs> and That takes you takes takes the Lebanon game. I'm, you mentioned Eminem. I, I'm getting hyped up. Uh, how mm -hmm. did it feel 
to be Rita Gregorian at that moment, like putting on the most beautiful jersey in the world, hearing your name, uh, Rita Gregorian, everyone cheering. How did that feel, Rita? How, how did it feel to be you? Um, well, it feels amazing to be wearing your jersey and to get into the field and play for your country. I know, like, I am not content with how I played because I know that I could have, I couldn't, I can do so much better. And I'm going to do so much better. <laughs> yeah, but it was definitely something coming back from, like, my injury and not playing. But, you know, you have to start somewhere. And now that I've started, I'm just going to be going up. <laughs> That's what happens just, when you listen to Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> just just a quick sidebar question. So you go to San Luis Obispo, obviously. Did you ever have conversations about playing at the college level at Slow? Yeah, I did. I actually got to talk to their coach and with their team. And I had the chance of doing it. I just, it's my fault. It's totally my fault for, like, not being motivated and not being lazy, like, being kind of lazy about it. So I didn't end up doing it. And then, yeah, when, basically, when I got my stuff together and I was like, okay, I'm finally, like, I'm going to do it, that's when the pandemic started. And then they canceled their league games for two years. So that's why when I went to Armenia this time, I just ended up playing on Alashkir's professional team because I was like, um, I can't play for university anyway at this point since they're not playing, so might as well play professional, you know? Because if you yeah, play pro, easy, you- <laughs> easy, easy, right? Yeah, might as well play pro. Pro, <laughs> you can't play in the NCAA. So I just decided to do that this year. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, like you, there are several other young players from diaspora in the national team, like Gazarian from France, uh, Maral from Germany, and of course, many more from the USA. Um, the Federation is stepping up even further in their efforts to exploit the insane potential of the Armenian diaspora. How would you describe the Federation today? I think the Federation is doing great things to support us. I think they've definitely stepped it up from past years. And yeah, I think they need to bring people in from the diaspora because like not even in, not just soccer, like where the Armenian diaspora is, is just a great part of Armenia. So, you know, in reality and in history, if the diaspora is a big part of Armenia, then I feel like that should carry over to the soccer field because that's just how it is. There's a lot of us outside. Yeah, yeah, that's. I, I think that's something amazing that the federation is doing. So yeah. The recent friendly tournament ended up being a great success in terms of uh, results, uh, undefeated. Uh, but especially in what we saw on the pitch, so uh, there was a lot of um, short passing smart football, organized, strong defense. Uh, what are the team's overall feelings and your personal feelings about how the team performed? I think the team performed really well. I think um, we like we kind of knew each other very well. And even though maybe like there were some language barriers between some people outside of the field, but when everyone got on the field, all of that was gone and we just understood each other and it was just easy to play with each other and I think sometimes we got unlucky I think we could have won the last game for example <laughs> I felt like we could have been first place but overall we definitely did a good job we think on here that you guys did a fantastic job uh, we don't think there was any yep. real expectation not because we didn't like we don't feel that the team could win, but because we didn't, we didn't really know what to expect. You know, it was such a, it's a new team, it's a new group of of women coming together and playing, uh, for for the first time effectively in what is seen as, you know, in our eyes, it's still a competitive tournament because whether or not you say friendly or not, we know 
Rita, you're you're yeah. you're not going in with the mentality that it's a friendly tournament, right? Definitely not. <laughs> no. I mean, we we saw we saw the tackles. Yeah. And, and we were honestly, and and I said this in with the first set of friendlies that the, the women's national team uh, played a few months back. I say a few months. It was probably last year at this point. I lost track of time. But there's always like this like drive motivation that we see with the women's team that we definitely have been lacking on the men's side up until very recently. And so we see it like we can literally through the screen tell how passionate you guys are and how much you ladies care about representing Armenia. And and most of all, an organized defense. I mean, I yeah. we sometimes <laughs> overlook that. Oh, seriously, though, I mean, we sometimes overlook how important uh, an organized defense defensive system is. And and you guys, like, you could tell the whole team was in sync with that system. Well, let's move on to our next subtopic. It's a little 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 thing uh, known as the Women's World Cup qualifying draw. Okay. Armenia was placed in Group F with Norway, Belgium, Poland, Albania, and Kosovo. What are your thoughts on this group? Well, I like the day before the draw, I was with um, Nairi, my friend, who's also on the team. And she was like, oh, my God. Like, who are we going to get put with? And I was like, we're going to get put with France. I don't know why. I just, I just said that. And <laughs> like, um, like, yeah, I don't know. I just have a feeling. But so we didn't end up getting with France. But we got some tough teams, definitely, for sure. Um, When I was on the youth team, I played against Norway and I played against Poland. So... I assume that some of those girls that were there on the youth team would be up there as well on their senior team. And they were really good at that level, so I know they're really good. But I feel like there is a huge difference in how we played at that level and our team now. So I know it's going to be hard, <laughs> but yeah. I feel like we're going to like surprise people again, definitely. And and then yeah, any any expectations other than you know the usual? Uh, any we know we you played against Belgium and that you know the, they have become like acquaintances with the the Belgian team. Anyone you might want to highlight uh, and say you know take care of this one, Ushati uh, Direk, like stuff like that. Any any individual. Dangerous. Um, well, I don't really remember anyone specifically on the other teams, but I mean, if anyone else on the team does, that would be that would be great. But also, we can yeah. look them up online. So, like, I've been checking all of their scores with other teams just to see, like, kind of get a um, scale in my mind of the ranking <laughs> but yeah that's what i do before every game as well so there's another ritual <laughs> <laughs> so let's just ask you point blank straight up can you are you guys gonna beat them yes or no norway i don't know <laughs> you know what? i'm gonna say yes right now and then we're gonna have to work to prove me right you know what? I love that answer. I think that answer yeah. is, is more I'm than good enough. Yes, for Perfect. all of them. <laughs> good. We haven't met the other ones. Like we, we haven't met any of the uh, any of the um, of the other players, but with the attitude that you have shown, I think that all like you can do anything at this point. Like anything is possible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we definitely like we all have this attitude because. Like you said, nothing was really expected from us when we were playing. And so it's more than just like a soccer game for us because we have to prove not only to like everyone else in the world and the other teams and FIFA, we have to prove to literally all the other Armenians <laughs> that yeah. girls can play soccer and Armenian girls can play soccer because it's definitely a new thing for 
Armenians, most Armenians, just women's sports not that big. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Of course. Yeah, and uh, actually, how do you think that us, you know, the the average Joe from diaspora, uh, the average hovo, if you will, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, stupid pun. Uh, <laughs> I, I have my moments. I have my moments. But I like it. I like. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, how do you think that us, people like us from diaspora all over the world, that just wants to help, you know, just wants to support the sport in Armenia. That's another weird uh, phrase, support the sport. Uh, how could we develop, help develop football or any sport for that matter in Armenia? I think following the games and watching them because, like, obviously, the more views you get, the more the more motivated you'll be to work for your goal and the more spread, like hmm. the more you spread the information that we're playing, the more people see it, and then the more people back you up. The federation sees that people want to see this game; they support you more. So it all starts like watching it and supporting. So bottom line, it only takes one click. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Along with that, what are the biggest challenges that aspiring female footballers face in Armenia? Which uh, Alex asks from Hellas Footy. Um, that's a tough question. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Well, like I what have like, you seen? Okay, in Armenia, I feel like it's just kind of sticking to it, and. Honestly, just getting started because that's also a thing that for women, at least in Armenia, it's not that like orthodox, I guess, for women to get into sports, especially like soccer or even basketball or even boxing. Like who's heard of women's boxing in Armenia? Right. But it's actually crazy. There's some crazy women's boxers in Armenia. If you actually look into it, they're really good. So things like yeah. that aren't really open to most of the public, but if you just start, if you work up the courage to start and go against what you may have been taught your whole life, then you can change everything. Okay, so moving on to the next topic, we kind of talked about this a couple of questions before, but what does being Armeni Armenian mean to you? Um, everything. Armenian is like one of my most important <laughs> identifying characteristics. When I meet someone, I tell them I'm Armenian. So I think most Armenians are like that, which is something I think is very funny, but also just very cool. Being well, Armenian is a personality. Real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's where I was getting into. Let's be real. I mean, when you meet someone, you're, you're on a date or something. You say you're Armenian. That's a personality trait. I don't care what they say. <laughs> <laughs> it means a lot of things. It means you're stubborn. It means... <laughs> uh, but seriously, uh, okay, maybe not maybe not dating, but we have to get off football a little bit here. Uh, a little more serious stuff this time. Uh, for us, everyone, last year it was a sucky sucky year uh for obvious reasons by now you know the especially we're gonna go into the turkish invasion of Artsakh, of course uh and you were actually very very vocal on on social and you even raised awareness about what was going on i i remember you you were taking part in in humanitarian campaigns and stuff i mean we are only assuming you felt like us But how did you technically and practically speaking spend your days during the war, the, those 45 dreadful days? You know, the, even during the attacks on Davos in July and, and of course, our post-war that we're living right now. How did you cope with that? Yeah, so when I, I went to Armenia um, 
in September. I landed on September 26th and I was supposed to train with FC Alashkert. That's why I was there. And then on the 27th, the war started. So that's how I just happened to be there. So I don't know. It's kind of meant to be, I guess, that I would help out. But the games got canceled because of what was going on. So me and my cousin and some of her friends would go every day and just here in the city. And then that's how I met. Um, <laughs> that's how I met Armin on Instagram because yeah. we were collecting letters to send to the soldiers, and so he found my page and did that with us. So for like obviously it's very hard to be seeing that stuff on the news and not being able to do much about it. So I was kind of coping with it by just helping as much as I could wherever I could. So I would go and like we would pack stuff for the soldiers to be sent down to Artsakh. And then when I came back to the US after a few weeks it was still going on. So, and what I remember realizing was that it's so much harder to, like, cope with it over here than when you're yeah. actually in there. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know how that works, but that's what I felt. So I was trying to help from here, too, like, going to the protests and stuff and, again, packing stuff to be sent over there. And then also fighting the online fight that I know yeah. all of us were fighting yeah and then even more the yeah <laughs> yeah we had to, had to but yeah with my club also we ended up raising thousands of dollars to send over there wow. so yeah honestly that's how we all became like more connected with each other was by doing things to raise awareness and raise money for Armenia. Were there any non-Armenians uh, during the time of the war that were reaching out to you and asking what was going on? Maybe it's like friends, people you played soccer with, or people from Cal Poly. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that was mostly the kids from my dorm freshman year that I had taught Armenian. I taught them about the wow. genocide. Yeah, a lot of them have actually joined my club <laughs> since I'm president now. They're just in ASA, and they took part in all of our fundraisers. They were spreading information. So it's honestly amazing, like, what you can create just by teaching people about your culture and things like that. Well, we think that's, that's fantastic. We're very, obviously... Uh, we're proud of your efforts. We are very like happy that you're so high asset and that you've you know really put your best foot forward and tried to you know raise awareness, especially to non-Armenians, because sometimes it feels like yeah. we're yelling into a void on social media or whatever. Like we pretty much all follow Armenians, so it's like we're just surrounded by the people with the same opinion. But you know what we realized, I guess, during this whole thing was. We need to get like non-Armenians to understand and figure out what's going on. But yeah. Speaking of speaking of non-Armenians, uh, the president of the U.S., Joe Biden, of course, uh, recognized the Armenian genocide, and it was it's an incredible milestone for Armenian diasporas here. Um, but geopolitics aside, talk us through your feelings about it. Have any non-Armenians talked about this with you? And how did you welcome the news in general? Well, when I heard, I was sitting on my Tatik's Kacheli <laughs> in her backyard in Armenia. And we, first of all, we didn't think it was real. We thought we were like looking at a meme. <laughs> so we had to actually go check <laughs> that it was real. And then, I don't know, no one in Armenia was kind of like, surprised at least in my house they were like oh okay cool but then my friends from the u.s like were texting me one of them was crying she was like oh my god i'm so happy <laughs> yeah i i think i was just in shock kind of because <laughs> i was like we march every year for this and now it just happened yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy 
Were you one of the ones behind those funny Joe Biden memes that were coming out? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you can't take credit for that. Not this time. <laughs> but you definitely could. I mean, uh, let's let let's just lay back a little bit. Uh, let's loosen up. Tell us about your hobbies, Rita. What what do you do to chill and relax after a game or during the weekends? What? I go on runs. <laughs> That's uh -huh. like kind of my way to chill and like let go of everything. And then, um, yeah, I like to go hiking and things like that. I like to climb trees. I know that's a weird one, but if I see a good tree that can be wow. climbed, I'll climb Armenian it. forest. <laughs> Armenian forest is the target. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just like to be active. I can't stay in one place for too long or sit. Yeah, you're definitely all around uh, sports women. I mean, you're a runner, climber, footballer. It's awesome. Thank you. Like a sub question, uh, did, are there a lot of like fields or um, like a lot of sports places in Armenia that like, like fields basically, mostly fields, football fields where Um, anyone can go and play at any time? Um, I don't really know. I know here we can like just get up and go to the park if we want to play, but I haven't seen anything like that over there. Like when I see people just playing for fun, it's mostly on the streets. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, that's also an experience because when I would go in the summers, I remember we would always go out onto the street and just play Like, yep. either barefoot or just in our shoes and, like, would set up a bucket and that would be the goal. I feel like that's part of the experience, so. 99 curve the, the shoes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I really like how this question is written here. So, uh, <laughs> we know you have a very sharp sense of humor. Uh, I'm going to rephrase Armin's quote because I was told not to say that word. She's very funny. That's the quote. Are you are you the national team comedian? No, there you. No. If you meet all of them, you will be amazed by how funny they no are. Way. They all are. So they all are. Not one. Uh, You know, I'd say there's like definitely like a top five, and they're just like comedians. If you meet them, oh, okay. so okay. you're not in the top, top five. five. Yeah, who's who? Give a give it to us. I just wouldn't put myself in the top five. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, um, I want to laugh. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they all have their moments for sure. Like oh, you okay. even expect it, and it, something will come up. <laughs> Here's another that? question: Who who controls the music in the locker room? Oh, oh. difficult. Good question. Easy. It's moral. Maral. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, and what can played? She has what the best music. music. <laughs> is it like Armenian music, or are you guys doing like shalafo, or is it like? Modern music. German it rap. It kind of switches up between that. Sometimes it's Armenian. And what we found out, like, during this camp was, like, um, the Armenians from the diaspora listen to, like, more Robbie's music than <laughs> the Armenians <laughs> in Armenia. So, like, we would put on, like, uh, Super Soko and stuff But, like that. And, like, the Armenians... Armenia would be like, what do you guys listen to? And everyone from outside knew all the words. <laughs> And it was just really funny. <laughs> Me being someone who's uh, who's trying to go for the uh, coaching path in football, uh, for your training sessions, how do you usually train? Like, do you follow any kind of program to develop your skills? Um... You mean for when we're with the national team or just in general? Uh, both, both. Like uh, even with the national team, like what you you prefer, like what they prefer you to train, and even on your personal uh, time, like during your personal time. 
Um, so I do like physical fitness on my own because I just feel like I need to get ahead in that and we don't, mm-hmm. I don't feel like we get enough of that in just a training session. So that's kind of something that you should do on your own. And then in dur- during training sessions, it's more like technical things and mm-hmm. tactical things. So like playing with other people because you can practice and work on your technical skills and your physical skills on your own kind of but tactical and like knowing where to pass the ball and when to pass the ball is something that you have to do with a group Mm -hmm. uh so i have a question i've always been curious about this how much time do you spend as a team watching like film of other teams playing and like going with the coach like analyzing what they're doing (laughs) (laughs) well um it was kind of different this time all the other times I've been there, it was, like, kind of just, like, for hours we would go through it. And there wasn't a second when you were, like, oh, my God, I want this to end. I'm already bored of it because you're, like, just so into it. And you want you mm. you want to know what your opponent's doing and how you're going to beat them, right? But this time it was, like, it was the same. It was just shorter. Like, we didn't watch that much. And they, like, clipped the video so that it was just the set plays of the other teams and things like that. So that was good too, but I would have preferred <laughs> to have <laughs> access to like the whole game. Okay, that's interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. Well, our final question in this in this segment. Um, clearly, you're like a national team superstar right now, and but you're still in school. So, and you have these, you know, World Cup qualifiers coming up in September. How are you planning on juggling all of this? Well, I was thinking about that yesterday. (laughs) And the other day with Nairi, because we're both going to be in school at that time. Um, And then we checked the schedule and we saw that, like, the games are spread out all through the year. And for me... I think I'm just going to go figure it out. When the time comes, I'll worry about it because Mm -hmm. that's what I've been doing. (laughs) And I don't think there's a way to really plan around this. It's just like keep up with your teachers and let them know what's going on and then figure it out as you go. That's my strategy. I don't know it's the best. But it, hey, it's a it's a problem for the Rita of the future. Exactly, exactly. That's a problem for later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, we're gonna get into uh, what I call a little thing I call the lightning round. Okay, this is basically a Q and A, short <laughs> short questions, short answers, and by the end we'll slowly get back to the regular. This is the last part. So are you settled up? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Uh, okay then. Uh, favorite player ever? Messi. Oh, I oh. knew it. <laughs> she didn't hesitate. I like it. Uh, favorite club? Favorite club? Barcelona. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best coach you have had so far, and why? Coach Vitali at Far West United. <laughs> Because he's been my coach forever, and he just knows me and knows how I play. Okay, that's important. Yeah, that that's a great answer. Short and great. Uh, best pitch, stadium, or overall game environment or ambiance you have ever felt, and why? Um, in Portugal with the U19s, when we played against Portugal, I just felt like oh, wow. I was where I was supposed to be. <laughs> wow. Play the hosts. <laughs> yeah. It's never easy. Never easy, especially against the Latin team. Okay. Uh, this one's my favorite question. Favorite food? <laughs> Kebab. <laughs> of course. You're, I, you're my team. You're I my love team. that oh answer. Oh, my God. Yeah. If That's you ask anyone answer. who knows me, ask them my favorite <laughs> food and they'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Go team kebab. <laughs> um, <laughs> favorite favorite music could it be it could be a band a singer a genre anything. Oh, it's a hard one. 
<laughs> Don't say Eminem. <laughs> that's just for games. <laughs> um, I don't know. It changes, but I guess I'm just gonna say pop. <laughs> I knew it. Oh my god, I guessed it. So no Spitaxi Haiko either. Uh, only with the team. <laughs> oh, okay. That that's a little disappointing. I I must say. But no worries. No worries. Thank we got you. place for we got place for everyone. Uh, <laughs> speaking of places, uh, yeah, favorite place in the world. Goris. Oh, why? That's interesting. I don't know. I've just been there a few times, and like I'm like this place is so amazing. I haven't been to Artsakh, so you know it's up in the air. If I end up <laughs> going yeah. there, it might be that place because I've heard that's. Also very beautiful, but mm. I love this and the food there is amazing and the people are so amazing. I just like it. Must be in the water. Um, biggest accomplishment could be from football or outside of football. <clears throat> um, hmm. I think my biggest accomplishment is just spreading my Armenianness at Cal Poly. <laughs> That's a beautiful answer. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if you got to meet anyone in world history, it could be dead or alive, football related or not, Armenian or not, who would it be and why? Uh, a, okay, I would be Monte Melkonian. Awesome. Oh, what an answer. You're, you're definitely football canton material. I knew it. <laughs> I'm reading his brother's book. And yeah. That's I read he it too. Like that's awesome. And he was in their ASA too. <laughs> was he the president like you? Were you? Are you? No, no, he wasn't. <laughs> he got out of there. <laughs> and, and if I'm not mistaken, San Joaquin is not all that far from where you are right now. Yeah, it? it's a few hours. That's awesome. And okay, last question for this lightning round. Uh, in your experience, what would you say to young Armenians and especially young Armenian women that want to make a career for themselves in football or any sports? Um, I would say don't listen to anyone who says like you can't do that because or like that says that's a guy's sport. Go dance or something. Dance is super cool too, and that's super hard, and I could never do it <laughs> because it's so hard. But that's something that, like, my grandma would always be like, Why are you playing soccer? Go dance. And I'd be like, What do you mean? I can't dance. <laughs> so, yeah, I would just tell them, Don't really listen to anyone and just go with your gut and do what you want to do. John. <laughs> that that was really what we wanted to hear, to listen uh, what we wanted to hear uh, okay lightning round is done that was AMA zing definitely uh, <laughs> I, honestly I, li I, I loved it uh, Rita anything you would want to ask yourself anything campaigns social media to promote uh, awareness anything um, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. No, <laughs> I think we're all good. I just want to say <laughs> that when we play in June, everyone who's listening to this podcast better be on that link and watching that. <laughs> yeah, trust me, they will be. <laughs> they will be. We asked you before you came on to the show to pick your uh, what we have now, it's a new tradition we're doing called the Armenian Song of the Day. Oh, and since right. you are you're our esteemed guest of the t of the day, uh, you get to pick what the song is. And you had already selected one, right? Yeah. It's the song in a while. <laughs> I had selected Hayastan Jan by Iveta Mukuchian because um, I just love that song. And I think a lot of diasporans love that song. <laughs> Because it's just, um, I don't know, the lyrics are just like, I'm part of Armenia, things like that. And that's a song that I always listen to on my drive 
from home to LAX going to Armenia because it just gets me <laughs> in the mood. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And then also when I was on the youth team, we would listen to the song and it would kind of motivate us like on the way to games. And I know like that's kind of weird. I don't know if that's like a before your game song, but it's just hey. a very convenient song and it reminds you of how awesome Armenia is. Well, speaking of awesome, thank you, Rita, for being such an awesome guest. You're yeah. very cool. This has been an awesome conversation. Um, everyone, if you haven't already, I don't know why, if, if you haven't, follow Rita on all of her social media, her Instagram. I don't know if you have a Twitter. Do you have a Twitter? No. <laughs> I got kicked no, off. she doesn't have a Twitter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 explain. Wait, wait, you, got, you got kicked off. Why did you get kicked off Twitter? I don't want to go too deep into it, but <laughs> during the war. <laughs> I, I That's fine. well follow her on instagram get those follows up let's 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 get rid of more followers follow football gantron on all the social medias if you haven't already um and enjoy highest on john which is the song that rita chose to be the song of the day thank you rita for coming we loved having you we will welcome you back anytime thank you guys for having me (laughs) (laughs) all right well this has been football gantron and we're signing out Peace.